Dear Coyote class, welcome back to another version of our story podcast. Boys and girls, this time around, we are going to be listening to the chapters of the King of Ireland's Son, an epic journey where the king's son travels all over the land of Ireland in order to find the enchanter of the Black Backlands, where he meets the enchanter's daughter and is betrothed to her. Boys and girls, I'm so excited for this book and for the stories that it holds for us. I will be reading one chapter aloud to you when we are together in person, and one chapter will be posted each week on Thursdays on the Google Classroom for you to listen to. We are going to begin this Thursday with chapter one. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the King of Ireland's son. Connell was the name of the king who ruled over Ireland at that time. He had three sons, and, as the fir trees grow, some crooked and some straight, one of them grew up so wild that in the end the king and the king's counselor had to let him have his own way in everything. This young youth was the king's eldest son, and his mother had died before she could be a guide to him. Now, after the king and the king's counselor left him to his own way, the youth I'm telling you about did nothing but ride and hunt all day. Well, one morning he rode abroad. His hound at his heel, his hawk on his wrist, a brave steed to carry him whither he list, and the blue sky over him. And he rode on until he came to a turn in the road. There he saw a gray old man, seated on a heap of stones, playing a game of, of cards with himself. First he had one hand winning, and then he had the other hand winning. Now he would say, that's my good right. And then he would say, play and beat that, my gallant left. The king of Ireland's son sat on his horse to watch this strange old man, and as he watched him, he sang a little song to himself. It went like this. I put the fastenings on my boat for a year and for a day, and when I went where the rowans grow and where the moorhens lay, and I went over the stepping stones and dipped my feet in the ford, and came at last to the swineherd's house, the youth without a sword. A swallow sang upon his porch, Gluey, 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 the wonder of all wandering, the wonder of the sea. A swallow soon to leave the ground sang, gluey, gluey, gluey. Prince, said the old fellow, looking up at him, if you can play a game as well as you can sing a song, I'd like it if you would come and sit down beside me. I can play any game, said the king of Ireland's son. So he fastened his horse to a branch of a tree and sat down on the heap of stones beside the old man. What shall we play for? 
said the gray old fellow. Whatever you like, said the king of Ireland's son. If I win, you must give me anything I ask. And if you win, I shall give you anything you ask. Will you agree to that? If it is agreeable to you, it is agreeable to me, said the king of Ireland's son. And so they played. And the king of Ireland's son won the game. Now what do you desire me to give, king's son? asked the gray old fellow. I shan't ask for anything, said the king of Ireland's son, for I think you haven't much to give. Never mind that, said the gray old fellow. I mustn't break my promise, and so you must ask me for something. Hmm, very well, said the king's son. Then there's a field at the back of my father's castle, and I would like to see it filled with cattle tomorrow morning. Can you do that for me? I can indeed, said the gray old fellow. Then I want fifty cows, each one with a red ear, and a white calf going beside each cow. The cattle shall be as you wish. Well, when that's done, I shall think the wager has been paid, said the king of Ireland's son. And so he mounted his horse, smiling at the foolish old man, who played cards with himself and who thought he could bring together fifty white kine, each with a red ear and a white calf by the side of each cow. And the Prince of Ireland's son rode away. His hound at his heel, his hawk on his wrist, a brave steed to carry him whither he list, and the green ground under him. And he thought no more of the gray old fellow. But... In the morning, when he was taking his horse out of the stable, he heard the grooms talking about a strange happening. Art, the king's steward, had gone out and found the field at the back of the castle filled with cattle. In fact, there were fifty white, red-eared kine there, and each cow had a white calf at her side. The king had ordered Art, his steward, to drive those cows away. The king of Ireland's son watched Art and his men trying to do it. But no sooner were the strange cattle put out at one side of the field than they came back on the other. Then down came Maravan, the king's counselor. He declared they were enchanted cattle and that no one on Ireland's ground could put them away. So in the seven-acre field, the cattle stayed. When the king of Ireland saw what, had, what his companion of yesterday could do, he rode straight to the glen to try and see if he could have another game with him. There at the turn of the road, on a heap of stones, the great old fellow was sitting, playing a game of cards, the right hand against the left. The king of Ireland's son fastened his horse to the branch of a tree and dismounted. "'Did you find yesterday's wager settled?' asked the gray old fellow. I did indeed, said the king of Ireland's son. Then shall we have another game of cards on the same understanding? Asked the gray old fellow. I agree if you agree, said the king of Ireland's son. And so he sat under the bush beside the old man, and they played again. And the king of Ireland's son won. What would you like me to do for you this time? Asked the gray old fellow. Now, the king of Ireland's son had a stepmother, and she was often cross-tempered, 
and that very morning he and she vexed each other. So he said, Let a brown bear, holding a burning coal in his mouth, put Canterburn, the queen, from her chair in the supper room tonight. It shall be done, said the gray old fellow. Then the king of Ireland's son mounted his horse and rode away. His hound at his heel, his hawk on his wrist, a brave steed to carry him whither he list, and the green ground under him. And so he went back to the castle. Well, wouldn't you know it, but that night a brown bear, holding a burning coal in his mouth, came into the supper room and stood between Cantigern, the queen, and the chair that belonged to her. None of the servants could drive it away, and when Maravon, the king's counselor, came, he said, This is an enchanted creature also, and it is best for us to leave it alone. So the whole company went and left the brown bear in the supper room, seated in the queen's chair. The next morning, when he awakened, the king's son said, That was a wonderful thing that happened last night in the supper room. I must go off and play a third game with the gray old fellow, who sits on a heap of stones at the turn of the road. So, in the morning, early, he mounted and rode away. His hound at his heel, his hawk on his wrist, a brave steed to carry him whither he list, and the green ground under him. And he rode on until he came to the turn in the road. Sure enough, the old gray fellow was there. So you've come to me again, king's son, he said. I have, said the king of Ireland's son, and I'll play a last game with you on the same understanding as before. So he tied his horse to the branch and sat down on the heap of stones, and together they played. The king of Ireland's son lost the game. Immediately the gray old fellow threw the cards down on the stones, and a wind came up and carried them all away. Standing up, the gray old fellow was terribly tall. King's son, he said, I am your father's enemy, and I have done him an injury. And to the queen who is your father's wife, I have done an injury too. You have lost the game, and now you must take the penalty I put upon you. You must find out my dwelling place and take three hairs out of my beard within a year and a day or else lose your head. With that, he took the king of Ireland's son by the shoulders and lifted him onto his horse, turning the horse in the direction of the king's castle. And the king's son rode on. His hound at his heel, his hawk on his wrist, a brave steed to carry him whither he list, and the blue sky over him. That evening, the king noticed that his son was greatly troubled, and when he lay down to sleep, everyone in the castle heard his groans and moans. The next day, he told his father the story from beginning to end. The king sent for Maravon, his counselor, and asked him if he knew who the enchanter was and where his son would likely be to find him. From what he said, said Maravon, we may guess who he is. He is the enchanter of the black back lands, and his dwelling place is indeed hard to find.
Nevertheless, your son must seek for him and take the three hairs of his beard, or else lose his head. For if the heir to your kingdom does not honorably pay his forfeit, the ground of Ireland won't give crops, and the cattle will no longer give milk. And, said the counselor, as a year is little for his search, he should start off at once, although I'm bound to say that I don't know what direction he should go in. The next day the king's son said goodbye to his father and his foster brothers and started off on his journey. His stepmother would not give him her blessing on account of his having brought in that brown bear that turned her from her chair in the supper room. Nor would she let him have the good horse he always rode. Instead, the prince was given a horse that was lame in a leg and short in the tail, and neither hawk nor hound went with him this time. All day the king's son was going, traveling through wood and waste until the coming on of night. The litter fluttering birds were going from the bush tops, from tuft to tuft, and to the briar roots, going to rest. But if they were, he was not, till the night came on, blind and dark. Then the king's son ate his bread and meat, put his satchel under his head, and lay down under the stars to take his rest on the edge of a great land. In the morning he mounted his horse and rode on, and as he went across the land he saw an extraordinary sight. Everywhere were the bodies of dead creatures. A cock, a wren, a mouse, a weasel, a fox, a badger, a raven. All the birds and beasts that the king's son had ever known he went on, but he saw no living creature before him. And then, at the end of the waste, he came upon two living creatures still struggling for life. One was an eagle, and one was an eel. And the eel had twisted itself around the eagle, and the eagle had covered her eyes with the black film of death. The king's son jumped off his horse and cut the eel in two with a sharp stroke of his sword. The eagle drew the films from her eyes and looked full at the king's son. I am Lahin the eagle, she said, and I will pay you for this service, son of King Connell. Know there has been a battle of the creatures, a battle to decide which of the creatures will make laws for an entire year. All were killed except the eel and myself, and if you had not come along, I would have been killed as well, and would the eel have been made to make the laws. I am Lahin the eagle, and I will always be your friend, and now you must tell me, how can I serve you? Well, said the king of Ireland's son, you can serve me by showing me how I may come to the dominion of the enchanter of the black back lands. I am the only creature who can show you, King's son, and if I were not old now, I would carry you there on my own back. But I can tell you how you can get there. Ride forward for one day, first with the sun before you, and then with the sun at your back, until you come to the shore of a lake. 
Stay there until you see three swans flying down. They are the three daughters of the enchanter of the black back lands. Mark the one who carries a green scarf in her mouth. She is the youngest daughter and the one who can help you. When the swans come to ground, they will transform themselves into maidens and bathe in the lake. Two will come out. Put on their swan skins and transform themselves and fly away. But you must hide the swan skin that belongs to the youngest maiden. She will search and search, and when she cannot find it, she will cry out, I would do anything in the world for the creature who would find my swan skin for me. Be sure to give the swan skin to her then, and tell her that the only thing she can do for you is to show you the way to her father's dominion. She will do that. And so you will come to the house of the enchanter of the black backlands. And now, farewell to you, son of King Connell. Laheen the eagle spread out her wings and flew away. And the king's son journeyed on, first with the sun before him, and then with the sun at his back, until he came to the shore of a wide lake. He turned his horse away, rested himself on the ground, and as soon as the clear day came, he began to watch for the three swans. <laughs>